more than the idea i look at the team the execution strategy and how big are they actually thinking about this idea because everybody has ideas every idea is great but it is always the market or the execution that actually you know becomes meaningful at a later point we had prabhu on the pod today prabhu is the co-founder of m2p m2p builds a stronger infrastructure for the financial world they are backed by one of the best investors globally the likes of bnext insight partners tiger global to name a few in this episode we covered areas like what drove him into angel investing what was his first angel investment his investing process and biggest learnings from the angel investments the people madhu seeks inspiration from his role in nurturing the tech ecosystem in tamil nadu and collaboration with tamil nadu government who is the outsider work what's his relationship with money and much more let's dive in all right i am super excited to have prabhu on the 1947 operators podcast prabhu welcome to the show hey hi shiva thank you so much thanks for having me here very excited likewise and prabhu a good starting point would be let's start by what drove you into angel investing and what was your first angel investment okay so um honestly speaking what drove me into angel investing is largely to do with you know the mindset of a founder uh, when we uh, so just to give you context at m2p we were bootstrapped for like almost 6 years we started up in 2014 late 2014 and then we raised our first round of funding only in the month of jan 2020 so it was almost like 5 5 and a half years we had run the company uh, largely bootstrapped probably money from friends and family that's all right uh, so the the key uh, uh, you know the key around raising funds and why we had to raise and wh- who we raised from we largely raised from a bunch of clutch of angel investors mm-hmm. uh, instead of going for large vcs right we had lot of vc interest lot of investors would come talk to us and all that but we never understood really uh, why didn't we raise funds from large investors not that we were approaching them and we were kind of rejected but just that we just had to kind of understand uh, you know what did not go well for us why why didn't any of the large vcs come and you know write a check for us or you know force us to kind of take a check if you mm-hmm. if you i mean like when you like uh, go and think about that deeply uh i think there were certain things that we were uh doing very well but not communicating well to the outside world mm-hmm. and there were so many things that the outside world had drawn a perception around our business which we were not trying to correct mm-hmm. because we thought it's none of our job but all these things kind of add up to you know building a perception around the business right which we mm-hmm. got to learn at a later point after we were successful in fundraising and stuff like that so one reason why i thought uh, i should actually start helping founders at very very early stages is mainly because it's not that it's wrong to run a company in a bootstrap manner i think both models are i think i would say it has the both has uh, its own uh, pros and cons but mm-hmm. the problem is that if a founder wants to kind of raise funds uh, if you can help the founder in at least you know kind of telling them what went wrong what are the areas that you had committed mistakes around at least they would avoid those mistakes whether you are able to help them or not at least help them with the mistakes mm-hmm. and you know the knowledge that you had you know kind of gathered the learning that you have around the mistakes i think that was one key driver 
the second part is of course uh, you know listening to new stories listening to new ideas uh, those are basically i would say uh, you know uh, vitamin tablets for us right like uh, a vitamin shot for us mm-hmm. it was exciting to kind of you know meet new founders with all the energy uh you know you do this right like you work in a job or you you play a sport and then you suddenly find a new breed of people just fresh out of college or fresh out of a school and you know coming and trying to you know smack around mm-hmm. the park that's that energy is kind of contagious right like it is very yeah. very exciting uh whether you are able to emulate the same kind of energy or not but you just get positively affected by that so that was another reason i, I would say it is more of a selfish reason but uh mm-hmm. i thought you know if i'm able to kind of talk to founders or share ideas with founders or pick each other's brains it's good for both of us so yeah yeah got it uh, and do you remember your first investment your first angel investment i think i do uh, i think it was zimio which is a hr tech startup again i co-invested with madhu uh, mm-hmm. but yeah i i just got to kind of hear about the pitch and you know understand from madhu his perspectives how he thought about it and all that but yeah i mean it took us took us no time because we had known the founder uh for a while and yeah i mean it was just automatic choice yeah yeah no i hear this all the time and i think it's pretty natural where uh, you know operator investors they do invest in other founders and operators because one uh they get energy out of it uh second they get to learn so much uh, meaning what are the new technologies new business models and thirdly uh they get better as well along the way because again Absolutely. it's learning it's uh, cross uh, you know functional learnings and prabhu what's your investing process like uh meaning how do you source deals uh how do you evaluate founders and companies meaning what triggers you to invest uh and and what you know what kind of check sizes do you write okay so i think uh, i'll answer the second one first i my check size is very uh, all the way from you know 10000 till about 70 80000 or in ina terms anyway between 7 or 8 lakhs to all the way till about uh, you know 50 lakhs mm-hmm. but uh, you know i have a feeling that most of the founders when they raise funds uh if they are having the right intentions they wouldn't want a big check to be written on them uh rather they would want the uh, fellow founders to kind of back their idea right it is more of a validation that somebody of the same breed uh is having trust in a, in this idea so he's he or she is kind of cutting a check for that so that's the concept uh, around which most of the you know founder investors are kind of operating and uh, in fact with all the investments that i've made i think uh, all the founders share almost the same kind of mindset that hey prabhu it's it's absolutely the check size doesn't matter at all are you kind of interested uh, is madhu interested or is your you know co-founders interested uh, in the idea and are we doing the right thing so that's that's largely you know why they kind of uh, you know approaches for and then on the first part around uh, what is our thesis around investment i think uh, the process starts like this it probably it comes through a referral or the founder reaches out uh, uh, to us on linkedin or some other connect uh, but what we ideally do is like we don't kind of i i'm very very mi- mindful of the founder's time uh, i'll check with them if if they have actually presented the idea already to uh, any other angel investor who i am already connected to uh, if yes if that is the case then i'll rather 
ask them to go, give a very very short kind of an intro about them and you know kind of understand just cut eyes and understand what what they are uh, you know what they have built and you know uh, what is there on offer right and then um, what i do is like i kind of tell them i communicate to them that hey since this person is interesting i'll just have a word with them uh, and then i'll come back to you right and then i do that i i just you know not like a more like a ref check i'll just kind of take a download from what the other person is thinking if if indeed they are kind of committed i'll rather save that time for the founder to kind of go to an actual investor and spend those uh, those minutes uh, pitching or presenting and i i will kind of uh, ride on the you know wisdom of the other person who has already kind of uh, built that conviction right and what are the reasons and if those reasons matches with my kind of thesis i think i i generally go with it uh, and in certain places where i am the first one uh, who is kind of listening the story and all i kind of share it to couple of other uh, angel investors or buddies who also kind of invest along with me and then the same process continues right the founder need not actually come to go to each of these uh, angel investors and you know present their story again so this is how i i generally go with it uh, more than the idea i look at the team the execution strategy and how big are they actually thinking about this idea uh, because everybody has ideas every idea is great but it is always the market or the execution that actually you know uh, uh, becomes meaningful at a later point got it and madhu you know what are the traits uh, of a mediocre founder or talent when you evaluating somebody so uh, me- so mediocrity you know crops up Uh, in many places right one uh, if they are only thinking about idea and they think that the moment they convert this idea into a product many people think it can become a great company a good product need not be a great company there are so many products of microsoft which we have th- which are great ideas which we have thrown it out of the window right not many of us as you use it same applies with google same applies with facebook or any any large big tech firm right even big techs do err around the area around you know Uh, uh from ideation stage to product and to actually hit market they kind of goof it up right so that mediocrity is very very uh, clearly shown when they don't have that a uh, go to market strategy or the execution strategy and if a founder does not have a plan b plan c for any given you know motion whether it is go to market or marketing or uh, you know scale up because every product goes through this these three stages it cannot miss these three stages one is the build stage then is the actual commercialized stage where you actually make it meaningful for the market and then the scale stage scale stage is when it becomes a real company and then investors start backing it and you know there is no looking back from there on right if the founder does not have this idea as to how to ramp it up i think that is mediocrity because uh, uh, i'm not saying every founder should understand all these things from the word go but if they don't have the inclination to kind of understand how or what it takes to kind of take my idea from this stage to a real company then there is a problem so uh, that that's exactly what i would like to always assess got it and madhu now you've been investing for the last two and a half three years what have been the biggest learning or let me put it this way what's something that you know now you wish you had known when you first started investing Okay, in fact, I'll rather go back to when we first started fundraising. Uh, what is so important is that we all think investors are 
people who come and you know they they love your story and they're going to back you like crazy and all that right some do many don't um but the common part is that investors are basically traders right they trade a uh, trade something called as the trade the commodity that is nothing but a private equity of a company right um so they would kind of take the idea understand the idea absorb it see if they can build that internal conviction and then they buy your company shares at an x price and basically want to make it 5x 10x 50x based on their appetite right that's what they do so they are basically traders which i honestly i did not have that idea idea around vc investing or angel investing in uh, in the first place okay so uh, you know that, that that clears a lot of things right you basically yeah. you the perspective around how you look at an idea or how you meet a founder as an investor or how the founder reacts and you react completely changes when you have this clarity we yes. i certainly did not have this clarity 3 4 years ago right and then when i had this clarity i kind of it is easier for me to kind of uh, you know tell the founders that hey see i cannot actually come back and you know keep investing uh, in you at series a series b or late stages right this is my check size this is all i can do so if this is all uh, i can do these are the things that i can actually bring to the table and these are the areas where i really can't focus so Uh, and i am also building my business I'm, it's not like my business is like so mature we are still a startup we are still just getting started so i make this very clear so this kind of uh, sets a very very clear context what you see is what you get basically right so um, yeah this has helped a lot uh, i mean yeah. this has been this model has been helping me a lot and uh, in cases where i have to say a no i'll rather say i'll not generally take this roundabout path of saying hey i i like the idea but i would want to wait and watch i don't tell that i just simply say boss this is the, the reason that i i don't think i can build conviction now and if you are able to attend this and come back at a later point i think i will be able to if if i'm convinced that with the updated numbers or updated metrics or stuff i think i will be able to kind of help you if not i think there are other investors who may build conviction i'll just intro but i'll generally not waste time and say i'll wait and watch i'll come back in a couple of weeks and all that yeah and you're obsessed with the uh, the value of time whether it's your own time and or the other person's time and you value it because you value your own time first absolutely absolutely and, i mean uh, in india right you 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 had been you had been an operator around the world right like you had you had been in other countries as well uh the key differentiator is that in india the value for time or the value for convenience is not so profound right people just think Five minutes late to a meeting is absolutely okay, right? But that's that's completely different overseas. Absolutely, and uh, Prabhu, I've heard from few folks, uh, and would love for you to give us a you know a sense on you guys have an initiative uh, running in in Tamil Nadu, uh, which you're supporting the. Founders coming out of Tamil Nadu would love for you to uh, talk, uh, expand on that. Sure, there are actually uh, two, three different uh, steps that we have taken around that. Uh, uh, I would say I'll first start with the external uh, uh, kind of steps that we are kind of helping. One is a startup called Tamil Printer. Tamil Printer is basically a community for entrepreneurs who are you know Tamil-speaking entrepreneurs, basically, right? Uh, so that I mean, like they they. they cut across all the industries it's not just 
tech startups that they are backing they they kind of they want to become the yc for tamil nadu that's their i'd say uh, like uh, their goal nearest near uh, possible goal right so what we are doing is like initially when the community was just too uh, very very active uh, enthusiastic uh, fellows from zoho right mm-hmm. uh, so when siddharth and uh, praveen so they, they were kind of they had all this you know dream and all that but they really did not have the means to kind of you know make it work so what we did was like we kind of partnered with them i mean partner in the sense like i said i will support you if you if you want any uh, you know posts or any like uh, uh, support from my end to kind of help this we were very happy to do it and i was myself like very very interested so i i'm a strong believer in community based uh product building or community anything that is community based will, will go a long way like yc is like you know what it means to the world right now yeah. uh, yc started as a small community basically right uh and then angel list and there are yeah. so many stories around community based approaches that have really gone big right mm-hmm. so um we started a community called tether that was the second part that i was coming to and we said tether is nothing but you know tether uh, tether is like basically tagged together right so we said we can act, we are actually building it you guys can actually be the beneficiary of it you can start using our office space uh, you know no outcomes expected we'll get the founders user office space if at all required we can get you introductions to uh, vcs or angel investors and uh, they also wanted to do events for which we gave our office space we gave our i mean i i kind of spent some time with them and all that so this is on the tamilpreneur uh part and then i also touched upon the tether part tether we have started with, with fintech uh as the first use case to solve for uh it's a fintech community for now but we will expand it into more into insurtech and other technology kind of uh, areas uh but for now it is a fintech community uh i think uh, there are over uh, 5000 members in the community right now and it it keeps expanding day by day and we are also inviting uh other founders and you know uh industry professionals to come and you know uh do some fireside chats and uh talk about various topics and all that right so that's what is going on uh the third part is around our work with the government and the universities so what we are doing is like we went to this government cell uh, in fact they had invited us uh, the tamil nadu government is uh, having couple of initiatives one is the startup uh, uh, ecosystem initiative of the chief minister the second part is the guidance tamil nadu initiative guidance is the industry i would say uh, the the body that uh, industry body that kind of takes care of trade in the state right mm-hmm. so um, they invite startups they invite uh, smes msmes to be formed and they give that support ecosystem right so we went and kind of gave them uh, we signed an mou and uh, we have given a lot of uh, freemium stuff and free stuff for for startups in tamil nadu which want to kind of use that basically our products our services and our time or facilities uh, plus we also uh, went back and told them that you know if you want the mentality to change if you want people to start uh, you know remove the taboo around starting up remove all the fear around starting up you'll have to actually inculcate that knowledge at a very very grassroots level right so we we went back to them and told them boss you have to have let's say for instance we are fintech uh, you know aficionados right so yeah. why don't we actually give you a uh, you know a story around fintech which you can actually form as a curriculum mm-hmm. and they obliged they we were surprised we were pleasantly surprised they invited us to the anonymity 
campus. Uh, there was a curriculum forming committee and we were one of them and we had kind of presented fintech as a curriculum. So uh, you wouldn't be surprised in a year or two, you will have BE in fintech or uh, you know engineering in fintech or a PG diploma in fintech as a mm-hmm. course, uh, which is available, which is not available in uh, many universities in India. So mm-hmm. we think, uh, you know, helping entrepreneurs at a grassroots level, when you're a student, if you're, if you're aware that, you know, this is a domain, which I can actually venture into, and I, I don't need to kind of go get a job or get campus placed. I can also look at entrepreneurship as a, uh, an option and uh, my parents will be okay with it. Today, Indian parents are not that, like that, right? They're super pleased. They just, you know, go on a, uh, you know, a celebrating spree if their son or daughter is placed campus placed in a, in the third or fourth semester. But the moment the dude says, I'm going to start up around the, you know, uh, area or domain in which I'm studying in, they're like super worried, right? That has to go. Only when that changes, I think we will have uh, fundamental changes in the, you know, startup ecosystem. So yeah. we are kind of doing a very, very small, I would say, ant level thing <laughs> uh, to the society. No, love it. I think you're uh, you're hitting right at the core, which is uh, the culture, and you know, culture shapes people. It shapes countries, and and what you just said is like super, super interesting. You're embedding the uh, fintech, uh, you know, subject in the curriculum. Uh, very interesting, and then, you know, it clearly shows uh, you guys are working towards that. You know, the theme that you and uh, uh, Madhu have, which is you know, fintech factory uh, of the world. And that's what India should be. And, and you're really uh, nurturing the ecosystem. I didn't know about all these things. Uh, I had only heard a bit about it. So Prabhu, you know, you, of course, uh, you know, you've been investing for some time. And uh, what advice would you give an upcoming, you know, who's an operator? Uh, he probably have decent deal flow because, again, founders want to raise capital from other founders and operators. How... Can they go about it? Meaning how to get started at uh, angel investing? So uh, I think uh, even when it comes to being an operator, we strongly believe that market is the the only truth, right? You can have, you can strategize around whatever you want. You can put all your IAM and IIT kind of might into product building and everything. But unless the product makes a cut in the market, it means nothing, right? Uh, the same applies to angel investing also. You can actually, even when it comes to lending or angel investing, it is all, you are basically underwriting somebody or something, right? Like some some company. So uh, what I kind of, I would say, it's not like, I'm not that experience to say as an advice, but my learning is that uh, we should actually try. We should We should see what are the different methods. See if you can diversify. Don't just focus on if I am a fintech founder. Doesn't mean I have to invest only in fintech because I only know about that subject. Like it's like it's a, as you said earlier. It's a matter of learning. It's like a give and take at the, at the same time, right? You kind of give some of your thoughts and your suggestions, and you take a lot of things from the founder in terms of learning about that domain and stuff. And then you kind of get get to drill more into it, and you know, see if you can read some books about that uh, domain and stuff like that. So I would say. Please experiment, even if it is a five lakh rupee check, it means something mm-hmm. for some founder. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're if you're in a position to kind of part that money, forget it for at least five, six years, right? and the guy is trustworthy, uh, you should do it. Because as I said earlier, the taboo that the parents have, similar taboos are attached to businesses also. If somebody says in any of our family or extended family, if somebody says, 
you know, they're going to start up a business and they're going to approach you for, you know, like funding or stuff like that. People just get super shocked, right? They are always like afraid of, hey, this guy is going to put me in a, uh, you know, tough spot, right? That mm-hmm. that has to change. I think if we ha- if we're in a position to kind of share and, you know, uh, kind of, uh, uh, what do you call, uh, help others, we should mm-hmm. try put in our honest efforts in doing that. So that will be my, and don't just focus on one area which you are very, very comfortable with. Always see if you can learn around in, uh, on the job in, in, in angel investing as well. And see if you can have a diverse portfolio uh, because uh, there are certain things, certain areas which are kind of recession proof, like say for instance, agriculture or uh, anything around food. Definitely like food is like kind of almost recession proof. Yeah. Uh, anything around but entertainment is like super uh, choosy right anything around entertainment means when the markets go down south people would wouldn't want to get actually go and you know spend money on entertainment right so you always choose your priorities and then there are also certain things that you would want to do as a founder you can only do uh, a few things out of your bucket list there are certain things that you can realize using angel investing. If you, let's say, I love rockets. I love space science, but I have, I have not done well enough for myself in my schooling. I didn't have enough marks in math. I could mm-hmm. actually go and study aeronautical engineering or anything, right? Yeah. So now that I've missed the bus and I'm, I'm too aged for me to, you know, go back to basics, I, I'm just realizing my dream by, you know, supporting startups or supporting funds that are into deep tech uh, investments mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Right. That's how you can. And when I get to meet those founders, understand their you know perceptions around how things work and all that, uh, you would have even seen uh, startups like Agnikul, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, their their launch was launched by our uh, honorable PM and all. It's mm-hmm. so heartwarming and it's like you feel some sort of uh, as if some part of yours is there. Right. Like so it, mm-hmm. it's like uh, it, it's a super feeling that can only be kind of felt, can't be yeah. <laughs> expressed. Yeah. Uh, so for that kick and for that kind of, uh, you know, uh, satisfaction, you should actually try. And many people are kind of always too uh, choosy about, uh, you know, not committing much, mainly because they are afraid they'll lose the money. I would say, yes, For or imagine that you have lost that entire piece of money. Whatever comes out of it is like bonus. The learning is for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's mostly again like helping others and the learnings is the is the you know the the core of it. And uh, so, Prabhu, we'll switch gears here. Uh, the final piece is taken over by my co-pilot in the back. His name is Alfonso, and his first question is, uh, Prabhu, who is that one entrepreneur or it's a founder that you admire the most? And why? And that should be somebody you don't work with, you would like to work with. Sure. So if it were, I mean, if, you'd had, if it had been somebody who worked with, I would have definitely said Madhu as the first first choice, uh, right? That's that's my, uh, that's right out of the bat. Uh, but yeah, there are actually, uh, I would say there are several. Um, I, can, I can say Amrish was the first uh, angel investor for us who actually wrote a check for us. Along with Amrish, there was Jitain, Kunal Shah, all of these guys have actually uh, done really well for themselves and to the economy and to many. They've changed several lives, right? These are folks, at least in India, if you ask me, these are the folks. I wouldn't want to pick one of them. I, I think I will say um, uh, uh, all of these guys have actually done really well. Uh, and overall, as a, as a, I would say, as an inventor or as a tech head or a nerd, I, I would say Elon Musk. 
This yeah. guy is like, I would say, uh, I mean, there are, he, he invites kind of uh, like what you call really contrasting emotions and, you know, uh, judgments. But I would say the dude has, you know, said things that were kind of uh, unbelievable 10, 15 years ago and everybody were laughing at him. And he is now simply, he just simply executed and said, hey, you know, the world will come my way. And, you know, uh, right. What Tesla has done, what SpaceX has done. Simply every other company has just dropped what they were doing, what they were strategizing and simply followed what in Tesla's footsteps or SpaceX footsteps. Right. So he simply made the world, you know, people who were keeping him as laughing stock. He simply, you know, said, hey, one fine day I'll become the richest man in the world. Simple. Right. So that is super uh inspiring kind of conviction around what you think and he never yeah. say uh you know he never says uh, or takes no for an answer that is again yeah. another trait and our prime minister he kind of inspires as a leader uh mainly because for the kind of travel he does uh it's not like i i'm a political i i don't choose sides or anything but honestly uh uh a person with about 70 years of age doing so much of travel uh, up for almost 20 hours a day, day in and day out for like 10 years now almost. It's like super hard. Uh, so I draw a lot of inspiration from him as well. Yeah, no, it's insane. I mean, the guy is 70 year old and uh, I don't know what kind of diet he's on. <laughs> but I feel like his diet is his energy. The energy is yeah. getting out of it. Whatever he's doing, the energy that's giving him is just... Uh, yoga. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But insane. Uh, and Prabhu, you know, how much of your success would you attribute to luck and why? I'd say luck is definitely... Luck definitely plays a part uh, in each... Uh, at M2P, we've had, I would say... Countless number of times where we have had a near-death situation, and every time God has been kind, uh, luck has been our uh, like on our side. We have somehow survived. Probably not like gloriously. We just scraped through. But yeah, I mean, we've not. We are still alive. We are not dead, which in itself is like super good luck. Because if you see the overall ratio, uh, at least ninety-eight out of hundred startups fail, right? Mm-hmm. In India, at least. So uh, definitely, luck has been. Uh, playing, uh, I would say, a big part. Uh, not if not a big part, at least some part of our of our, of our journey. Uh, and but I honestly don't uh, keep things, you know, uh, or you know, keep certain decisions away uh, just because luck will favor at some point. That I don't do. As I said, going back to my principles, I think the simple principle is to keep the controllables or you know your cards that you can actually. Kind of part closer to your chest and you know uh make sure your decisions are kind of rational uh but yeah there are certain things uh re- really are you know above us <laughs> yeah yeah and that's yeah and uh prabhu what's your relationship with money i think uh, uh yeah uh money is actually I would say it, it, it plays two different uh, roles in my life. One is that uh, I, I've never had obsession over money. Even when I used to earn, my appraisal meetings used to be very, very simple. I have never spoken about my paycheck or never spoken about my CTC, never. Right? I would have probably had, I was uh, in a job for about 10, 12 years before I quit and started up. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, money used to, I I felt like if you do a good job, money will automatically follow. And that, that's exactly what happened. And now as an operator, I think 
being very very prudent about what money do you need for a certain activity is very important uh, always people talk about that windfall and you know all that but people don't realize when you have to be kind of very very clear and prudent about how you spend money uh, that's where they go wrong right how much do you need to spend uh, is what most people kind of commit a mistake in so that played a big part when we were bootstrapped so money used to be one of the key decisions on all our decisions do you want to market do you want to do social media marketing do you want to do this do that attend an event all these things money played a big part so i would never say money is not a big part of my life i would say money used to be definitely a uh, a uh, a big decision making part in every decision that you make as a founder and if you take those decisions right if you if those are high quality decisions over a period of time if you are able to take prudent decisions you will have tons of money coming your way for sure right that's exactly what happened i'm not saying uh, we have really made it really big or anything like that we still have a long way to go but what i can be very very sure of is that if we continue taking these decisions in this manner uh, in this manner uh, i am sure big sums of money is is not too far away right that's one second part is in sharing money that is so important uh, i'm not sure whether you are aware at m2p every employee owns esop it's not like you qualify you perform and then you get get to kind of uh, you know take stock of the company we thought it is super important we have i think diluted almost 10% of our stake to create that esop pool and uh, as soon as we started fundraising we have allocated that for all the people who have helped us get here and the the satisfaction around creating wealth for others the i told you right we raised a round of friends and family very very early in our days right who we had kind of taken money from those are our buddies who just gave money just because it is for madhu or muttu or prabhu not for the company not for the idea nothing else right we return that favor with a 100x return almost okay who were had put in 10 lakhs we had given them 10 crores and stuff like that it really gives you such a uh, like great satisfaction when you create that money for somebody else so i think uh, the real happiness is not earning money it is by sharing and making others you know generate that uh, uh, money which gives you super super high in terms of uh, you know your outlook around money and then you you start feeling like oh okay uh, yes this is just a by product of what whatever good deed that i did love it love it the i know it's a long and winding answer but yeah this i just thought aloud around what i think about money yeah yeah no i loved it man it uh, the real happiness uh, doesn't come from earning but it's come it comes from sharing absolutely um and uh prabhu who are you outside of work what do your friends know you for well um i i would at least say uh, not many uh, uh not many really know uh, that i run such a uh, an organization or a startup or stuff like that maybe off late i've been uh, you know covered in the news or you know in social media and stuff like that people get to know uh, but i am still the boy next door uh, i i don't uh, i i really don't know how to kind of handle uh you know when people kind of appreciate you seriously i i i honestly haven't had how to kind of react to a situation where somebody is so proud of me uh i, I don't know again it's back to the upbringing part but yeah i mean i am very uh very kind of i would say talkative i uh, keep uh, i can't keep quiet i just 
uh, kind of love company, mm-hmm. love hanging around with friends or family. Uh, so that is what I am. And uh, naturally a fun lover and, you know, uh, see if I can do that tiny little extra to kind of make somebody smile. That's that's all that drives me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, off late, the perceptions are changing and I, I kind of hate that. Uh, mainly because uh, they think, uh, you know, uh, they kind of distance from you. Even my close friends used to, uh, once upon a time, when they used to just call me just to, you know, uh, kind of irritate me and all that. They stopped doing that. They kind of don't call me that often. They text me, should I, can I call you and all that. This is something that I don't really, um, uh, what do you call, I'm not yet uh, it's reality, but yeah, I think uh, th- yeah. times change. Love it, Prabhu. Love it. I had so much fun, man. Thanks a lot for doing it, for coming on the podcast and just walking us through this journey. Thank you. Thank you so much, Shiva. Loved it.